Hi guys, Ash here from the Colors and Blues, and welcome to the match reaction to another dire, desperate, pathetic attempt. Apart from, I like the the few, the opening minutes against Spurs on Monday. We had a fast start, but after that, as per usual, the opponents work out our tactics. They change to suit that, and we are no longer in the game. Um, we've just been beaten 1-0. Unfortunately, cop out. Connor Cody got the winner. Um, he had a couple of nasty-looking little niggles on the Shars in the game. Won quite early in the first half, which ended up with Richardson going into the the hoardings almost wasn't even looked at. Then after he had scored, he had another one on Richardson, and when he got the yellow car for it, he just smiled happily as if to say, "Ha ha ha!" Well, fuck you, Connor Cody. Um, and not only that, I'm saying, saying fuck the Everton squad as well because apart from Anthony Gordon, uh, maybe Richardson early on, none of those players give a toss about this club. All they care about is their release clauses and thinking that we might have the opportunity to go to a bigger club after the club gets relegated. Well, listen up, you dross shower of bastards. No one will take you. When we get relegated, nobody will take you. You'll be lucky enough if you get a championship side to take you. And forget about the wages that you're currently earning at Everton. Their new clubs aren't going to pay you the wages. You can forget it. But apps, I just, I really don't know, guys. I'm really upset. Um, I'm not afraid to say that the tears, I've been watching that game, the tears are rolling down, going like, what has happened to our beloved club? Why do the players not give a shit? We've seen them individually on the pitch. We know they can play. But why do they not give a a shit. Can those players be sitting in a room in front of fans, stand up and say, why do we not give a shit? And as the game went on, you could see the few empty seats, but most of them did hang around till the end of the game. And for one reason and one reason only, to shout out a chorus of boos at the players. And apart from Gordon, every fucking one of them deserve it. And John Joe Kenny... After getting the yellow card, straight away decides, you know what, I don't feel like playing anymore, so I'm going to lunge at a player. Now, don't get me wrong, it was a foul, but uh, the player made all the the run of it too. You know, made it look as if he, he kicked him in the shin and sent him six feet in the air. Um, But he gets sent off, and any little hope of attacking football we had, once John Joe had gone, that was it. We had to change our shape completely. And then every single time if we did get forward between Richarlison and Deli Alley, we were offside every single time. You know, just you know, going into the game, it only took two minutes for the usual. Let's chop the hell out of Richarlison Day. As I said, Connor Cody took him out late and I said he crashed out to the side, almost ending it up in the advertising boards and 
free, the, the referee decided it was a free kick, but not a bad enough tackle. Um, it was blatant enough for me, and I've seen yellow cards been given for them. Um, if the um, John Joe Kenny one was a yellow, but then Connor Cody certainly was. Um, we did have a moment of Charlotte was put through quite early in the game. Actually, he had a, a volley um, from distance that was over the bar the first 20 seconds. And you're thinking that was might be something that was going to kick us on and get something. But Richardson was put through again. Um, but his effort was saved by the goalkeeper. But as per usual, the commentary were too busy talking about Manchester City to notice. It's like, guys, concentrate on the game that you're watching. You're supposed to be commentating on. So it was a noisy Goodison. You know, making our, you know, that we're trying to get behind the team. So it was a decent start to the game. And Wolves were still there, about ready to pounce. And it was very similar to the pressing start we had against um, Spurs on Monday. So, the, the, Wolves, so, the, the, every little niggle, whatever, the players are on the ground an awful lot. And they talk about Richardson being a diver or going down too to early. A lot of their the Wolves players were doing that, but one in particular, um, I think it was uh, Niang went down a couple of times. The one in particular, he did go down, and it was a serious enough. He picked up some knock. So Podens, this little prick when he came on, um, just did nothing but um, try and get players. Whenever there was a foul, he was up to the ref trying to get players yellow carded. One in particular with um, Jordan Pickford. Trying to get him uh, yellow carded. Um, and the size of the little dweeb as well. Um, but the first 15 minutes. You could just say. Oh yeah your man Paul. Uh, I'm about to say uh, Podence as well. Um, there was a coming together. Between the Curry and a Wolves player. I can't remember who it was. And straight over Podence was over to the referee. Uh, t- trying to tell him that it was an elbow. Sorry, you know, he had to come in together with Podence, I apologise. He came together with Podence, and it was actually Moutinho went over to the ref trying to tell him that it was an elbow. And Seamus Coleman took offence to that and went over and told him to get out of that. You know, it was looked at by VAR, but very quick, quickly and very rightly was ruled out as there was no, there was nothing there, nothing in it. And I suppose a big moment for us came with the 20th 20, 20 minute Coleman down the right-hand side. He crossed for Gray. But for some reason, instead of hitting it first time and burying it in the back of the net, he decided to take a touch and then his shot, his effort was blocked. And from the corner, uh, Godfrey did have an effort. Uh, well, Godfrey did okay in the game. Um, obviously, returning from uh, uh, long enough, you know, uh, you know, start out of the game, he was not going to be firing in all cylinders. Um, I suppose from the defence point of view, he's probably the, the best out of the four. Um, Gordon... Again, exciting down that right-hand side, putting putting in great crosses. But the keeper got them an awful lot. Um, there was a one earlier on where the cross the cross came in and Richardson did get his head to it, but it came off the post, but it went for offside. Um, just the Wolves players as they were spending a lot of time on that floor after challenges. Like, think, like, why are they trying to waste time so early in the first half? Um. And to be fair, most of them weren't even con- the contact, but the fans were not forgetting, letting out a chorus of booze to the the Wolves uh, players with each one. Um, as I said, Godfrey, not showing too much ring rust. Um, he was involved a lot in Everton, trying to get the ball forward. But as soon as it got to either Van de Beek or De Corey, they passed it backwards. 
It's like, I thought we got rid of this when Tom Davies came out of the side. Tom Davies always the back pass king. You know, or sidewards. It's just pain the arse to watch. And you're thinking, okay, if these are our big midfield duo going forward, well, they're going to they're gonna have to change their ways of playing because you can't, you don't win games playing backwards. Um, Wolves had a good few moments of possession, ended up having another effort on target, 29 minutes, it was blocked by Holgate, Pickford was able to pick up the loose ball. You could sense the apprehension around the ground as the fans were asking for more from this Everton side and Everton just didn't respond. Um, we may as well have been playing in an empty, in an empty stadium. They weren't listening to the fans. Um, Gord again, he, I said, he was the bright spark trying to break through the Wolves barrier and even won, won a free kick for his efforts on 32 minutes, but it came from, from nothing. Um, we got a corner from it. Gray took it and it was, we were forced all from a corner. We were forced all the way back to Jordan Pickford. It was so bad, and it showed just how strong Wolves were going to be at the set, defending set plays, and you just knew we weren't going to to break through. Um, the Wolves keeper, at times, seemed to be the busier one, but there was nothing really clear, clear cut as regards to getting the ball in the back of the net. We were missing any killer instinct in any part of the pitch. The moment where you wanted somebody to take the game by the scruff of the neck just wasn't happening. Uh, Pones was in again 37 minutes um, he was involved then with Pickford in the box as I mentioned earlier trying to get a car for Pickford he started to it started to get a bit meaty now with more tackles and Everton fans loved um, any tackles by um, Donny van der Beek and De Corey, but they weren't doing anything after that um, Jimenez did crash an effort off Pickford a player who until today Scored every single time he played against us. That's always one positive that he didn't score. Um, he had another effort on 14 minutes, actually. Uh, a bicycle kick that he put over the bar. And Wolves now were getting into this. So the first kind of 15-20 minutes were ours. And that was it. We just seen... From that moment on, I think we were lost. Uh, our composure was gone. Um, Van der Beek and the Curry just going backwards. Passing backwards, backwards, then backwards, then backwards again. And then another move, and then backwards again. And to be fair, the Everton fans are trying to ride them on, but as the, the game went on, they just knew their calls and their cries were just not being listened to. Um, the the final part of the game, sorry, the first part of the game was was Everton's, but then out the four out of the half, but then the latter moments of the half was just we just switched off and let Wolves get the better of us. And um, Johnny decided to take a dive going down in the box. In the final seconds of the half, before either uh, Michael Enko and Anthony Gordon got near him, the ref told him to get up. But what he should have done was not only tell him to get up, but he should have been booked for simulation. Any other club would have gotten a um, a yellow card for that. Um, so a bright start, completely fading away. With Wolves making the better of the end, with both Leeds and Watford at that moment in time currently winning, we needed three points from this game more than ever. But where was it going to come from? The next forty-five minutes was and did prove to be a very nervy and upsetting time and I was so scared of how this is going to play out. Then as the players came over the second half, with just absolutely dreading it. Um, the fans, they were dreading as well because as the, teams, the team came out, you could hear the we're forever, everything that rang around the ground, ground, the ground clearly as anything. Um, there was no cheers, 
So I guess a lot of fans had no confidence that this team was going to do anything in the for, in the first half and um, complete and stupid. Like we did at the restart against Spurs when we lost the the goal after 41 seconds. Right from the start, two stupid, silly free kicks. The first one, Wolves, completely fluffed it. But the second one, um, the free kick was fluffed. But then the ball the ball came out to the right-hand side. And I can't remember who, you know, I think got round John Joe Kenny quite easy. And the cross comes in. Sorry, actually, the free kick was cleared away from Richardson. That's what it was. It was down to that right-hand side where the ball was picked up, crossed in, and there was that copite. Of course, it had to be a copite. It had to be a copite. Connor Cody heads it home. And I know his uncle is a big Evertonian. He won't be happy with him now this evening to know that his nephew has pretty, you know, could have sealed Everton's fate. <laughs> um, I don't even know why I'm laughing um, that for me then was game over I just felt we weren't going to return from this and I think a lot of fans did as well um, another f- a free kick on 52 minutes and Jimenez always ma- almost made it 2-0 and I'm looking at the TV and I'm screaming at her Everton wake the fuck up here our survival this club you, these players you're pissing it away the fans were shell-shocked. We were absolutely dross. There's no, no way to say it. Shite, crap, garbage. I don't know. We need a new di- a new word for the dictionary. A new word like that. And put, and put the, the Everton squad beside in the dictionary. So, no response from Everton. There was a bit of light you know, in the tunnel when you see Anthony Gordon. He did put in a, a great cross. A big bit of ping-pong in the box between the... Wolves players where it it could have come off the goalkeeper and trickled into the back of the net, but nothing happened. The other nine outfield players couldn't give a damn. Maybe a tad bit more for Richarlison. But most of these players just looking forward to their relegation release clause and their contracts and the new clubs, in, in my opinion. Um, it was only hard. You still went down, if you still went down, but you went down fighting... You can say that's one thing, but there was no fight in this squad. No, just not whatsoever. No, no fight. And Gordon did have, as I said earlier, uh, he, he was showing the best attempts, but he can't do it by himself. He did get across in the box and Rashadison did have a, a good header. It crashed off the post, but then it, the whistle went up for off the flag, went up for offside. You know, and... Uh, my beloved Everton being dismantled in the Premier League. It's so sad and upsetting to see this. Most of this squad either, I don't know whether they're not up to the task or they couldn't give a shit about the task at hand. And as I said earlier, the tears are flowing. I have to be honest. Um, the club's history being flushed down the toilet in front of my eyes. Um. Lampard then made changes, brought Deli on for Michael Enko. He was poor again. Um but again he has so other he has other things on his mind. You know, all the players are crap, but you don't want to be really singling out Michaelenko because he has so he has so much trouble on his mind. Um, so we moved her back forward, John Joe Kenny go, going out there. So to change the shape, would it do anything? No, didn't really. Um Gordon still doing it on his own. 
and all I could say to myself was home for me bollocks um, to save us um, Copboy, the Copboy Cody got his, his I said his yellow for the second uh, big chunk on the Charleston he did in the game um, it was all backwards passing pass the ball forward our state has been pissed away here the error mark came and went and we had just nothing nothing going for us um, would you have gone as far as to say that Wolves they didn't let the, they, they took the foot off the gas but they knew we had nothing to offer so they didn't really go and go and kill off the game and get two or three or four which they could have if they wanted to um, Anthony Gordon again 68 minutes down that right hand side got past the defence but the cross was dealt with but apart from that you have to say who who deserved to be in this side the whole 1951 slowly creeping up on everything and to, to, to know that you're not going to the possibility you're not going to escape this relegation threat and then the club's history going down the jacks spending 500 million in the last four, four, five, six years and few relegated after that it's absolutely despicable to think that this could actually happen to our club it's re- it really is. And then a, a big moment with Richardson on 73 minutes. Gray on the left-hand side. One of the very few times he did really make a, an attacking effort. Um, it was actually his last kick of the game. He put he did uh, slowly get Richardson through. It was the first time effort he hit it into the side netting. Um, as I said, it was his last kick of the game. Townsend came on for him. So Gordon moved out to the left, the left-hand side. The Gullison crowd... Completely silent at this point, and I couldn't blame them. In some parts of the pitch, you could see, you know, a few empty seats. Um, but the crowd, to be fair, still staying around. But they were so quiet; they weren't. They were no longer even booing the backwards passing by midfield. I think their hearts were just broken, like mine. Um, when the camera went to Frank Lampard, he just looked sick. There was no other way I could describe it. And then the stupid moment, John Joe Kelly gets a yellow card and soon after gets another and we were down to 10 men and I just looked at myself and looked at the screen and said, well, if we're having a football club, we're fucked. And saying, if you have any religious beliefs in you at all, it's time to get on your hands and knees and play. This club is done. The match was done. It was just a training game for Wolves and uh, Wolves knew it. You know, um, and then straight away I was thinking of Thursday's game. What a way to Saint celebrate Saint Patrick's Day, getting battered by Newcastle at home as well. I just don't see the club getting anything from that game either. Um, and then the stat came up that Everton have won two of the last nineteen. Let's just sink that in. Two of the last nineteen. The club. I just don't know. How to react anymore. To be upset, angry, deliriously sad. I'm sitting here in my living room and I'm looking around and you're trying to find, it's like if you're trying to find someone to say, what's going on? Help me. Help me understand. Hell, what, what has happened to this club? And what manner 
can I, can I take from this? Into the, the final 10 minutes and it was just the unthinkable drew closer and closer and the commentary team were just getting so excited about the prospects of Everton Football Club disappearing from the echelons of the Premier League. Uh, but a minute before injury time, the substitute for Wolves, I think it was Trincao, he should have made a 2-0 to Wolves, uh, but he missed his, 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 his effort. And I was saying to myself, fair play to the fans, as the four minutes of injury time came up, they were still there. And I was saying, God, geez, they're, they're still trying to do something get behind the club. No, they weren't. They were just waiting for the whistle to go so they can let the chorus of booze out at this dross of players. And trouble is, is finding us big time. And apart from Anthony Gordon, those players need their wages. And I don't know, how, you could never do it, of course. But it's like you need their wages scrapped and told to fuck right off and they're not getting paid until they start putting a string of, ring, of wins together. Um, and if they think that this shower is going to, you know, if they, if they get released from their contracts to fight again, no, to get big clubs and their wages, nobody's going to take most of them. And that's the issue that Everton will have when we go down is to try and get money for these players because they'll know that we will be strapped and we'll be under pressure and be selling players for a lot less than their value. Then 93 minutes, the final moment for Everton, there was a Gordon, I think it was a, I think it was, it could be Gordon won a free kick, maybe, no, actually, it was Seamus Coleman won the free kick, and Andros Townsend stood over it, and it went wide, and it was just desperate to watch. Difficult to understand, and once the whistle went, the booze rang round Goodison, and the stream ended, and I don't know if anyone stayed behind, if there's, the fans are staying there to protest, I don't know, but something you know, and it's, I'm not blaming Frank Lampard. As I said, as I mentioned in the other podcast, you can put um, uh, Jurgen Flop in there, and he's not going to get anything out of these players. Um, we have to pray, pray to the man above now, um, because our players aren't going to get us out of this. Um, Leeds have won today, so now there's a gap of four points between us and them. Um, Watford won as well, beating Southampton. The club is screwed. No ways about it. Um, I really don't know and I feel sorry for the uh, anyone that went to the game we had a couple of members flew over and uh, first thing this morning to the game I really I'm at a loss I'm at a loss of words trying to make heads nor tail of it I'm just bitterly bitterly disappointed with the way things are going. Um, I'm scared. I never... You know, we've come close in the the 90s. The early 90s and the, you know, and the, the early 2000s. Thing that, you know, that we might happen to. But, like, the way we are going, we will be relegated well before the last few games are played. Um, I just... We're running out of time. I I don't know. Um, yeah, so it finished one nil. Gonna be a lot of very disappointed 
angry fans leave, leaving the the pubs today, leaving the after leaving the ground. Just what else can we do? Um, we can't bring in any more players. The players that we currently have, um, Donny van der Beek, his I suppose honeymoon period seems to be over. Um, Deli Ali, the fit just isn't quite there yet of how he's going to play, where he's going to play. Dominic Calvert-Lewin wasn't there again today. Not that I don't think he would have been able to do anything against that stubborn um, Wolves defence. Um, but thanks to Wolves that they didn't do what Spurs did. Because if they wanted to, they could have put two, three or four if they really wanted to put the pressure on. They just knew that there was no way we were getting back into this game, that we were so so bad. And when you're too creationable, I suppose, midfield players are doing nothing but pass the ball backwards. They know that they have you by the short and curlies. They have you by the bollocks and you're not going to make anything of it. And I don't know. It's... It's hands, uh, you know, put your hands together, get on your knees and pray that something happens because I don't see us getting anything against Newcastle on Thursday. I really don't. Anyway, guys, we leave it there. It's a scary time for Everton Football Club. It's getting worse and worse as the weeks go on and this bullshit of time is on our side and we have games in hand. That's not going to make any difference when you put in a performance like we did there today. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Leave a like for wherever you watch your podcast. And I'll be back at some stage during the week with a preview to the Newcastle game. Take care, guys. Stay blue.